All right. Uh, as Brian already mentioned, we're in a, a new series now called Songs of the Heart. And the premise of the series as we begin is just to say there are uh, feelings, there's uh, emotions uh, buried within us, some deeper than others, but they're there. And they come out. And sometimes it's appropriate and it's a wonderful thing. And sometimes we wish we could just push them right back where they came from. Uh, you'll see uh, where you came in. We have uh, a sign and another one right here. It kind of just says, how are you feeling today? And there's some emoticons. Um, first of all, that clarifies a lot of the text messages that Brian has been sending me. So I appreciate that. Uh, but on the other side, did you know that for the emotions that are in our hearts that seem to come out at appropriate or inappropriate times, there's a book of the Bible that essentially says we're going to take those and put words and music to them and offer them to God. Through the next uh, few weeks, we're going to be in the book of Psalms. And Psalms is a word that just says uh, songs. It's the lyrics. Unfortunately, the music has been lost a long time ago, but it's the words left over of uh, expressing the emotions of the heart. And sometimes it's uh, a wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's about anger, frustration, lament. Sometimes it's about envy, like this morning. Sometimes it's about exuberance and joy and thanksgiving and pure gratitude and everything in between. Uh, but this morning, we're going to take a look at the song of envy. As we begin, I want to, before we jump to our passage, uh, which is Psalm 73, I want to just say, uh, throughout this series, we know very, very little about the authors or the song writers of the psalms that we'll be going through. I say we know very, very little, but yet at the same time, when we read the words and, and we just wonder at the context, there's something about it that we say we know very, very well what he's talking about. For instance, this morning, Psalm 73, if you have your worship flow sheet nearby, I invite you to turn with me there as we read just the first couple of verses. It says, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slips, slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. There's a sense in which we don't know the context of what the songwriter is writing from, and there's a sense in which we know that really well. When we say, surely God is good to those pure in heart. But as for me, I just wonder if God is good to me. The premise, God is good. I just don't know if he's good all the time and all the time to me. Then the next line. My feet almost slipped. I nearly lost my foothold. I just want to ask the songwriter, what do you mean by that? I mean, was there an experience in your life that you point back to and say, it was here, this, if I could change it all. Like I said, you don't know the context, but you do know the context. 
Because you're in the grocery store, uh, the Meijer checkout aisle, and you're watching as the items uh, scan through, uh, as they beep, as they go by, and the number on the register goes up and up and up. And you're like trying to do the mental math in your head, making sure the bank account, can I cover this? Like, is, is there money in there until I get paid next? Like, do I have enough? What are the upcoming bills that I have this week to make sure I'll have enough for those if I buy this? And then it comes through and and you have a number in your head. The total is significantly below that. And on one hand, it's like, that's great. I must have gotten a deal. And you realize there's an item that did not get scanned through, that found itself in the bag. And it's a significant item. It's probably the one commodity that is more expensive than both gold and gasoline. It's baby formula. (laughs) (laughs) At like $50 a box, you're saying, two scenarios run through your mind. Uh, On the one hand, I could very easily walk out of here. And even if somebody catches me or stops me, it's an honest mistake and not mine. On the other hand, there's scenario number two that says, I point out the mistake, I pay for it, and I go on wondering if there's enough money to pay the rent, the gas bill, the electricity, and the cable. Grudgingly, maybe out of habit or guilt or obligation, you go down scenario number two and you point out the mistake and get on with your day. And later on that night, thinking to yourself, my feet almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. But I didn't fall. That's just a grocery item. And in one sense, it's a a bill that you want to pay, that you did pay, but it's a small ticket item. Later on, at the bank, you're going in, portfolio in hand, uh, income, loss statements in hand, knowing full well that the, the rate that you're going to get will make you or break you. And somewhere along the line, the officer assumes like an extra zero on the income statement, and they are head over heels ready to offer this to you. And you're saying, this is a victimless crime. I intend to pay this back. So what's the difference? And immediately, those two scenarios come back in your mind. Is, uh, scenario number one is you just sign the papers. Is it correct to the best of your knowledge? I didn't read it all that well. Scenario number two is you point it out and, and know full well what the risk is. Opting for scenario number two, uh, 10, 12 more visits to different banks before you can find anything doable. Wondering later on that night, did I make the right call? (laughs) My feet almost slipped, but I didn't fall. The uh, the doors open and the breeze coming in, just a, a reminder springtime is here, and and I think the good news is it's here to stay this time. And it's wonderful outside, and the flowers are popping up. 
And for some of us, it's exam time, that means. And it's not like winter exams where you don't want to be outside anyway. It's springtime. And you would like nothing better than to be playing Frisbee outside on the lawn but you choose to stay inside, take the, uh, or uh, study, open the books, get ready for the exam. The test comes along, and you're filling it out. Uh, 20 questions in, you're saying, okay, I can remember the heading in the textbook where this uh, part was covered. I remember where I was sitting in class when the instructor went over the material but I can't remember if it's A, B, C, or D. And looking up to the left, there's a, a kid with like a 200 IQ that you just know is perfect. Smart guy, not smart enough to cover up his answer sheet. And you look back down and, and, and think for just a second and those same two scenarios... And opting for number two, handing in an answer sheet that you know does not have all the right answers on it. Looking back, I almost slipped, but I didn't fall. I mean, these things happen throughout life. Uh, April 15, this time April 17, tax time. True story, I'm in my car listening on the radio as a caller calls in to the host and says, my accountant said, actually use the phrase, you can take this deduction, the IRS almost never checks. He's saying, is it a good idea? (laughs) The answer was no. But the frustration behind the gentleman's voice is that, because I know my neighbor took it, and the guy down the road took it, and come at May when the refund comes, he's getting a hot tub. My feet almost slipped, but I didn't fall. And then verse 3 happens, where he says, For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, and to that I might add, the liar, the cheater, the scoundrel, the corner cutter, and say, that's the heart of the matter, isn't it? It's not just that late at night you kind of reflect to yourself, boy, my feet almost slipped, but I didn't fall. The heart of the matter is building onto that and watching the neighbor's hot tub get put in, watching the prosperity of the people, of the decisions that were made When you chose the right path, you chose to point out the item to the cashier and now black globes are being installed in the local grocery store watching every move you make. You made the right decision on the deduction, but you know full well Congress will be raising taxes. You made the right call, but yet for some reason the grade curve is entirely ruined. And then that deep-seated feeling that the songwriter talks about is that envy that creeps up. The envy, mind you, that says, my feet almost slipped, but I didn't fall. But if I'm honest with myself, I kind of wish I had. That when I'm by myself, knowing that nobody was watching, Given the opportunity, I'm not sure I would have chosen scenario number two again. The songwriter in the 
in the song. I want us to look at it, if you will, chronologically. When in the very beginning, he's talking about the values that are instilled as a child. And he's saying, I know that the Lord is good. And then I grew up, and I realized this isn't as easy as what I learned it was in Sunday school. Is that sometimes bad things happen to good people, and sometimes it seems that bad people get away with it. And as that emotion is planted, as envy starts to grow, it's an ugly thing that takes over everything around it. Just a point of clarification on the song of envy. Uh, we have to make a distinction here between envy and jealousy. Uh, sometimes, reading through the Bible, uh, you might come across a, a saying that, that's somewhat troublesome, uh, particularly Ten Commandments. The uh, first one, off the bat, don't have any other gods before me. And then God follows that up with the ground, uh, for I am a jealous God. And you say, that doesn't sound right to me. I thought that was a bad thing. Uh, distinction that we're making here between jealousy and envy is that uh, you can be jealous for things that are rightfully yours. For instance, uh, you can be jealous for your spouse's love and affection. They rightfully belong to you and should not be shared with anybody else outside the relationship. Envy is wanting something that is not rightfully yours. Envy is wanting your neighbor's car, not the same make and model, but his exact car in your driveway. And once that desire is planted, it doesn't just go away, but it seems to grow and grow. I don't know if this is happening over the course of weeks, months, or years, but listen to the psalmist as it just like, it almost becomes an obsession as the, the song builds. They, the liars, cheaters, scoundrels, wicked, the corner cutters, they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills, to which I might add, their kids don't wake up at night. Their cars always start, and for them, gas is going back down to $3 a gallon. They have it all. And it seems that way. As he goes on, and maybe he's overstepping, maybe he's exaggerating the case, but remember, these are songs of the heart, and it is hard to look past that. And as he builds, he starts to get frustrated. He starts to get angry. Pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence from their callous hearts come iniquity. The evil conceits of their minds know no limits. Verse 12, this is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely I have kept my heart pure. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I've been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. You can just see as the songwriter grows up, realizing the world is more nuanced than he'd like it to be. And he's watching the neighbors with the hot tub and the other neighbors build the house and he's saying, at night, 
I almost slipped, but I didn't fall. I wish I had. Given the opportunity again. There's elements there that, that I would want to take. And then verse 18 happens. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. We can't know that this is the case, but I just want you to imagine with me as the psalm progresses. And it, it does have almost a, a narrative flow to it, like a lot of songs do. He starts in a certain place, and he walks down to an ugly place. And then something happens there. Maybe he realizes the ugly beast called envy that does have a hold of him. But he starts to step out of it a little. As he says, maybe now as an old man looking back, looking back at years, even decades, of the, the liars, cheaters, scoundrels, corner cutters, the wicked, prospering, amassing wealth. It's just everything works out for them. And then in verse 18, he says, but they're on slippery ground. In one way or another, there will be justice. Have I seen it? Maybe, maybe not. But there will be justice. God is good, and he won't let this go on forever. The songwriter, you can just kind of picture the emotion as he finds himself in this ugly place, looking around. And for the one who took the questionable tax deductions or cheated on the test, it's the IRS comes with an audit the part two of the class happens and the one who cheated it it did not work out well Uh, one way or another it's like the world for the the wicked the cheater the liar the scoundrel the corner cutter comes crashing down and it's like for the investor people who are watching one person above all else, economy up and down. This guy is always up. And it starts with thousands and then millions and then billions. And you wonder, how does it happen? Until you see him walking outside, handcuffed, later on, orange jumpsuit in a 150-year sentence, and you say, finally, the slippery ground caught up. But for the songwriter, that may be the case, but I just want to point something out, that though the song has turned from that ugly place, we can't forget that the songwriter found himself and confessed that given the opportunity, he, he envied those He wanted the things that those other people had. He wanted the life. He wanted to be them. And then he accounts for it. Verse 21, When my heart was grieved, my spirit embittered, 
I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. He said, this is what envy did to me. I started out thinking, God is good, and, and, and I still believe that, but I just questioned whether God was good to me, and I found myself in this ugly place with envy growing around me, consuming everything, and I became ugly on the inside. When I share with you the verse that the songwriter ends on. He says, but as for me, it's good to be near God. I've made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of your deeds. He, he says sort of uh, the fate, whether he's seen it or not, we don't know, doesn't matter, but, but he says the fate of the liars, the cheaters, the scoundrels, the corner cutters. He says, listen, they're on slippery ground, and one way or another, it will catch up. I'll point something out here. He never says it worked out for him. There's no turn in the song where he says, and then all of that prosperity that they had, the hot tub, the car, the family, the hot, and then it all came to me. He doesn't say that. In fact, he doesn't even get to say, this is what I saw, this is what happened. But I would argue that as an old man looking over the life, he's, he's watched it happen on the big scale or on the small scale, not all the time, but he starts to see a pattern. And he says, you know what? It was a point in my life when I'm watching people get away with it, that, that I prayed to God for the opportunity back. There was a point a long time ago in my life where the opportunity came my way and I didn't cheat. And then there was a point in my life where I wanted to cheat, but God didn't give me the opportunity. And I think verse 28 is his way of saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't say how it worked out for him. But I submit to you this, that in old age, the last verse is a reflection of the first verse. What he learned as a little kid in Sunday school Surely God is good. He still believes it at the end. As he says, thank you, thank you, thank you. He says, God is good and loving and generous. I may not get to see how it works out, but I know that that good, loving, and generous God is good to be near. And that's the end of the song. Let's pray together.